the reason that we decided to do this was we have so many great conversations that go so deep. And every single time we have them, we're like, oh, we should have recorded it. So what we decided to do was give you an insight to our conversations um, by opening with a great topic of authenticity, which is so commonly communicated, but for so many of us, we resist going there. While I was struggling with this the previous challenge of really accepting myself and surrendering to my authenticity, I saw this amazing, there's this amazing artist and you could see it in the background and it, and he, he made this phenomenal piece of art that I just purchased. And it says, stop resisting this. And I, I, felt I wish it was so easy to do. Well, so, 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 so that's really that. So I just felt like I'd share that. And I feel like that's such a great entrance to this conversation because I think we all know what authenticity feels like. We just struggle with the resistance. Uh, so many things on that topic are just racing through my brain. Um, one is, um, I feel like, I feel like I'm an onion. I think we all are. And as much as we think we're authentic, there's always another layer to unwrap and get even more real with yourself and others. Um, you know, cause like people come over to me and like, oh my God, Esther, you're so calm. You're so real. And meanwhile, they don't know that I have like an, a war of anxiety happening inside of me. And outside I'm like this flowy thing. And there's still more that I'm not sharing with myself and with other people. You know, so that's that. And then also to just uh, the resistance, you know, like I feel that with so many things, but like right now, the thing that comes up is, uh, is meditation. I don't have like real heavy resistance with meditation. Um, and I'm just curious about it. Like I'm not fighting it. So that's good. I'm just curious and hope that it opens up or softens or I see what is the resistance because I have. I'm blind to it for some reason. Really? If you if you would go there, what what would be on the other side of that, let's say, resistance? What do you what do you I, feel like like you either are afraid to face or accept, we would say? I feel Except probably because like, I feel like whatever I, whatever, however my life was going till now, I'm holding on to a pattern. And if I get to the other side, letting go of that pattern or that way of doing things, I'm going to lose it. For some reason, it feels like a, a grief, a grieving to a past self. Uh, but it must be really big because this resistance is going on for years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, when I but yeah, when I do sit down and meditate with you, it's magical. Like, why am I resisting magic? I think I feel like for myself in that experience, a lot of times that resistance comes from a place where I know that finally I will get what I desire, my deepest desire. And back to the the loop of authenticity, I feel like there always i think with desire there comes the concept of deserving depending also on how each of us grew up like if we felt like we needed to deserve something either 
from school or from home. So sometimes when just accepting it is, it feels so easy that it feels like there's no work towards it, or I didn't deserve something, or I didn't, I didn't get punished. I didn't get punished or consequenced or, or there wasn't pain involved. And I think that's the, that's kind of where the most authentic self, I feel like is the softest and the easiest version of who we are and living in a world where everyone plays hard to get or creates a facade. There's like this kind of concept of, I'm going to show you what I want you to think who I want you to think I am rather than you see me for me. And again, that's also complex, but that's my thought on that. Wow. That is very complex. And it definitely feels very, very true. It's true. Like we feel like we need to earn everything, anything good, right? Success, love. We need to do all this like effort and work and, you know, pain and change. And something so easy doesn't see it. Maybe we don't trust it. Yeah. 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 There's a struggle with just that. And and I think that because I talk about this a lot where we're constantly, we think that hard work will get us there and hard work will get us the commitment. Let's say like this, the commitment to effort, to certain efforts in certain areas will get you certain results. But when we arrive at our results, we have to, the results is the acceptance. It's like digestion. And it's like, if you eat a meal, you have to create space to digest the food. Or if you're creating a, 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 I always say this, let's say even with interior design, which I think is like the misconception. We talk about, even with my book, I wrote a book called Interior Designer. I'm trying to see if, if I have it around. Um, okay, I'm going to bring it out next time. Um, okay. But one of the most crucial components of interior design is a good, a well-designed space communicates what it, whatever's supposed to be communicated in the space. That means if it's a welcoming environment, you'll feel welcome in that space. If it's, if it's a living room, you should be able to sit on a couch. If it's a dining room, you should be able to eat in that room. And a lot of people create these spaces that are almost like imagery of like, look, but don't touch or don't engage. Um, you know, like um, talking Middle Eastern culture, you know, a lot of middle, a lot of people can relate to this with um, um, immigrant grandparents, where they'd have this like dining, this living room where nobody was allowed to actually sit on the couches. Um, so bringing that concept to interior design and our own emotional space, like some people are, I feel like even again, and this is always a work in progress where we're constantly like, yeah, I'm open and I'm loving and I'm and I'm transparent. And it's just, but it's more of like, look, don't touch in the sense of like, or don't engage. Let's just say it that way. Look, but don't engage. Um, which is it's, it, we're not creating a welcoming environment for others. Um, in the sense that they're not well, we're not making them feel welcome in our environments. They're people are feeling more uncomfortable. And when that happens, it's usually a reflection of us ourselves personally not feeling welcome in our own environment where we created an environment where our homes even feel hostile 
And there's even in our own bodies, we feel like a prison. And yeah, so that's kind of, I think wow. that's, yeah. That almost sounds like, you know, like, you know what, what meditation is all about. It's like sort of like closing your eyes, looking inward, right? Like really seeing the true self and all the stuff that we don't really like look at because we're always looking outward on social media and how all the trends and what we should be looking like and what we should be saying. And I think that also, you know, self-care and also authenticity became a fad in that way. So like it became in style to be vulnerable, but that vulnerability might not be coming from an authentic place. It might be coming from that living room with the plastic on the couches. Yep. Yeah. So, so I think being an empath is also can go under that category nowadays because I feel like it's way too overused. Yeah. Yeah, and then like even the way it's communicated, where people like I'm, I'm an empath, and I'm like, okay, that's about you, not about anybody else. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, like I once had this person that was I looked at him like a very very not nice person. And I told him, cause he asked me why I don't like him. And I said, um, so he's like, because you're not nice. And he said, I am a very nice person. And then he drove off really quickly, almost drove over my toes, Oh, you no. know? So like, that's not a nice person that says he's a nice person and doesn't show it, you know, like there's also seeing if the words match the actions and then you can really gauge if the person is real or not. You know, I feel, I I feel like, yeah. yeah, I feel like that also for so many of us, we value words and not actions or sensations like noticing like, oh, am I supposed supposed to like this person or am I supposed to trust this person because of the way they portray themselves um, either in how they're presenting themselves? Like, again, back to like um, the, the couch with the plastic and then being like, oh, but there is no room for conversation, negotiation, commitment, um, where it might look good. And I feel like that has become, as you said, a trend where it's, it's so much about how it looks rather than how it makes you feel. And when we kind of step into our own authenticity or trust our own authenticity, I think what we start to do is we start to value our own opinion. When Mm. we're around healthy people, um, or healthy personalities, I would say, what they do is they create room for your voice, for your thought process. Yeah, theirs doesn't take over. Um, they don't kind of make you feel insecure in a way where you're like, "Am I supposed to be feeling or thinking this way?" You know, because I I find that a lot. Like, I mean, as I was going through my healing journey, um, I'd get so intimidated by certain certain personalities. And then when I started meeting healthier people, as in it met kind of where I was in the journey, it, those people just like you created room for me to just be myself. Like I didn't need to be anything. I wasn't, I didn't need to apologize for it either. Um, I could just be myself and I didn't have to worry about like, even how it made you feel. Like it, what, when you, when you're with, and I think it's, it's, it works both ways. I'm saying with the, with our relationship, um, which is again, it's, it's always a work in progress, but I feel like when you start to know yourself better, it, it, I'm saying me, when I started to know myself better, 
And then when I'm in the presence of somebody like you, it created this environment where I was like, I could just really relax into my space and it becomes easy. It becomes really easy to be myself. Right. And I think that comes from just some life experience, you know, like dropping, dropping judgments, um, you know, because, you know, like I remember at one, at one point I would look at divorced people, like crazy people, like I, I'm going to know, I'm going to be in a great marriage where it's going to be a loving partnership. And I would never get divorced because I really think marriage is sacred. I'm divorced twice now. <laughs> I cannot say that anymore because it's just now I know, you know, like, you know, whatever I judged and it happened, it conditioned me, it softened me, you know, it made me the person I am. And I don't want to be that judgment, that judgmental person anymore. And I think that you could probably say the same life has really kicked us in our butts and um, just made us who we are. And now, now we know who we are more. You know, we still, we don't, we're not finished learning until, you know, we uh, hit the the hay, but like, I, yeah, I feel the same way about you. And I think that we see the world and ourselves very similar, you know, but yeah. that's also because we did a lot of the work and we're still doing the work. And I think, I think like when people relate to, let's say even divorce, you know, me, myself being divorced once, um, a lot of it relates to like, we feel like there's a lot of failure, either we failed or the world failed us. Um, what I came to realize was that there was not enough education or support, which I had to surrender to. But I think the thing that is most important to acknowledge in that journey is knowing that, yes, marriage is sacred, but the marriage to yourself, the the commitment to being authentic in yourself and really feeling like something isn't working. There's this misconception. I think people are always like, Oh, people are so lazy nowadays. They get, they just get divorced. Like it's like disposable plastic plates and they just throw it in the garbage. And I feel like there's a real misconception there where when you're with the right person, yes, there is work. There's work that is put in and, and it's hard. It's, it's never not hard, but there's a certain kind of frequency that you're able to come to that you are at peace with yourself and that person that you're with and you also are bringing the best out of each other. Um, and this really works with, um, with us personally, but also with our, I'm saying with our relationship with ourself as well. Like if we're anxious, if there's a lot going on there, it's that we're not at peace with ourselves. And for so many of us, I feel like our relationships, first of all, a lot of us get married really young, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. But the thing is, is that we're growing. We're growing at the same time and figuring ourselves out at an extremely young age while building a family, which is like, there's there's a couple things that we're working at. And if we're not good at multitasking, um, we could struggle. And some of those components could you know, the bottom could fall out. And right. it usually the whole bottom doesn't fall out. There are certain things we all, in our each of our situations that we come out winning, you know, um, if it's a better self, if it's enlightened, if it's um, 
whatever, whatever it is successful in a certain area. But I think, I think that, that nowadays there's a lot more, um, like knowledge and information that's accessible to understanding how to, how to navigate those internal pieces of, of being able to really accept yourself and be in that space where you can communicate because, because it's not only words, even for myself, I felt like I was like such a good communicator, but then I realized that that authentic part of, I was communicating, but a lot of what I was communicating was communicating something the other person wanted to hear mm. rather than, and when I said something about myself, we struggled with um, that being accepted or digested. Right. You know, there's, there is a lot of stuff, tools out there that we could, you know, look for and find and incorporate. Um, but then I, I think that like with therapy and things like that, you know, finding a good therapist is, is, is not so easy sometimes. And, and then just hearing what other people are telling us to do. I think that everyone is so custom in their own way. I think, I think there's like a way to reach certain you know, levels of success and whatever they're looking for in like self-awareness and help or finances or relationships. I feel like everyone is so individual that I don't think anyone could be told what is the way. And I think that finding yourself first is so important before reaching out for outside help because I've had experiences also where my therapist gave me ideas and I, I took them, you know, at face value like he knows me, but it did more harm than good. And we were talking about that, like different modalities out there that can actually be more, more hurtful um, than helpful. And I feel, I find that there is a way of detecting what feels right and what doesn't. For me, it's like bodily, um, um, like feelings and sensations. So if I hear something that feels like the right thing for me to do, I'll feel it in, let's say my heart will like start beating or I'll start like, I'll have chills and, or my body temperature will change. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll get tears because it, it touched like a heart string. That's like saying, yes, that sounds right for me, you know, um, uh, things like that. Like, just like, but that's something that you need to really tap into your body or be connected to feel or notice. Cause you know, there's sometimes signs out there that we just pass by. We're always like, God, send me a sign. I don't know which way to go. And there's tons of signs. We're just not seeing it because we're not connected. Yeah. But I think you just touched on a really, really important point where so many people go out there, look, and again, we all do this, where we go out there looking for help, um, but we're not incorporating our body. We're not, we're not listening to, we're resisting that internal compass. We're resisting our, like our own voice. And in, in healing, there's this deep need to heal. And I feel like it almost overrides the work itself sometimes where we're like, we have to understand that to heal going back to like the beginning of this, where I think this brings it full circle is by taking that time to find quiet in your own life and meditate and sit quietly with yourself, self-regulate, right? Really learn about your own rhythm, about what gets to you, yeah. valuing your own opinion, valuing your value, yeah. valuing your own authenticity, trusting that there are those inner values that are there. And 
underneath many layers, as you said, like an onion. It's like we we gotta peel away. Yeah. Um, when we when we sit with ourselves, and I think it comes to that that acceptance. Um, the authenticity bleeds through naturally, but then when you go out there into the world and then you begin your healing, um, when you're, you know, whatever, if it's a team of people that you work with, or even the books you read, what you're able to do is you're bound, you're bouncing it off your own, like integrity, like your own, otherwise you're reading this stuff and there's nothing to apply it to. Mm -hmm. You just have a lot of talking points, but there's nothing to bounce it off of. So I always say that's the concept of like, um, it's the concept of Midos. You know, when we talk about Midos, Midos is is the concept of measuring. Abodos Amidos, when we talk about like character, characteristics, when we sit and meditate, what we're doing is, is we're kind of learning about our boundaries and our measures. Like, what do I, how, how does the trigger feel outside of, you know, a flare up in itself or outside of the world on its own? Um, and the example I gave in class was, if you think about like making a cake, some people can eyeball it, but usually people that eyeball it started with measurements. Um, that's why there's so many recipe books out there because people want measurements. And when we understand the value of measuring in other places in our life, we understand that we have to learn the measurements, the distance between us and our experiences the dis the 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 closeness of us and our failures or our successes or our pain um the different dimensions and just like with sugars and salts there are many types some were sensitive to some were were more attracted to some were addicted to um knowing those understanding those measurements it's not something somebody else can tell you right nice. like the recipe book it can the recipe can be there but unless you're gonna go out there, buy the ingredients and sit and make that cake. It's not going to happen for you. So I feel like for me, that's kind of the essence of meditation is really taking that time to get to know, you got to get to know yourself and there's somebody to like, there really is somebody there to like. And even if you don't believe it, um, you know, I meet so many people that don't have confidence in themselves and they've done so much work and the sadness that comes over me from seeing this person that thinks they're broken with so much potential within them and so much love, it hurts. It breaks my heart. I love you too, Esther. <laughs> but not, I'm saying like other people, I know. not you. I know. <laughs> so that's, that's my rant. That's my rant. Any, any closing statements for you? Any last thoughts as we wrap yeah. this um, I have a cute little story uh, that happened to me on Shabbos. I was at a, I was an upstate festival and there was just so many people. The energy was beautiful, but a lot. And so I went to a quiet space. Um, it was a little swing and a slide with like a little treehouse thing. So I climbed up the treehouse thing, sat there and it has wolves. So like no one's able to see me. And I, I, uh, I, I journaled a little bit and my intention was to find boundaries within myself, even from like good things, just like to have a little bit of grounding um, and get back into my body. And um, all of a sudden there was a car alarm. Um, there was kids screaming in the background. And I'm like, seriously, like I need to have a few minutes to find myself and my boundaries. 
And then the cutest little thing happened. These two kids started fighting over a swing right in front of me. They couldn't see me. And she, the girl was telling the boy, stop following me. I need space. And the boy, <laughs> and I just watched the whole thing happen. And then all of a sudden they climbed up the steps and then they was trying to climb over me to get to the slide. So I spoke to them a few minutes and I was like telling the boy, like, why don't you ask the girl if she wants to play with you? Don't just follow her around. And so, so he asked her and she said, no, <laughs> I don't want to play with you. So then I told her, why don't you say in a nice way right now I need space and maybe later I'll play with you. And of course she's like, no, I don't like him. And she ran away. But that was such a good lesson for me. Like, just ask or just, you know, declare and make, create your boundaries and wait for them to happen. <laughs>